Welcome guys to this new podcast channel. My name is Ziba Bedula. And my name is Hadi Mosley. We're both second year medical students at Samovas University in Budapest, Hungary. And I am from a small tropical island called Mauritius, if you guys don't know, in the Indian Ocean. And I am from Toronto, Canada, all the way out in the West. Um, I've also lived across the world. Um, I've lived across, like, in different countries. So I do kind of have a bit more, well, I do have a good international sort of experience as well. And I'm glad to have you as a first host for thank my first podcast much. channel. Thank you very much. Good and to be here. <laughs> thank you. And if it's if we look kind of tired, it's because it's right now 11 p.m. But we're having a good time. And I think this time for medical students is still pretty early. Yeah, it's been a long day of studying physiology, but it's all going to pay off. Um, and cool. you've got to make time for these kind of things, I believe. So it's good. That's true. And I'm glad to have you on this one as well. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Man. The purpose why I wanted to start this podcast was, if you guys don't know, I made a lot of medical content on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and I always had this thought process of starting my own podcast because I feel like videos just show a very small glimpse of what my life is. But a podcast, I can, you know, invite inspiring people like Hadi himself on, and just get to know him and go on a deeper level about life, experience, you know, yeah. medicine. And we're both international students living yeah. far from home. And I feel like we're here for like one another. Yeah. And I feel like this podcast allows us to grow and learn from each other so yeah and it also i feel like gives us sort of the the it gives us a leeway to express ourselves to other True. people as well that are not around us and just everyone around the world and i think that's an important thing that's fair i think it's important to put yourself out there and not hide yourself and like it's good i feel like for us to express what it's like to be a medical student hungry because i don't think everybody chooses <laughs> hungry as their first option so i mean i didn't know what hungry was to be honest before yeah. actually going on google and actually researching about it yeah so, dr google helps with everything it does it does do you regret uh coming here not yeah. even one bit every Same. day i've been here i've been happy so i've I, I really sure. like being here i think budapest is a beautiful city lots of beautiful scenery beautiful women amazing food there's really nothing to complain here. I mean, my whole first year experience has been just amazing. Obviously, we have up and downs. And yes. I think that's life in general. Yes. And we were having this conversation before we started the podcast where every time when I watch a video about med medicine or medical content, they always say we're sacrificing yes. you know, our time. And then what did you say to me? I said, I don't actually believe it's sacrificing. Well, I, I mean, to be honest, to be fair, I think you have to sacrifice in life for anything all of life is a sacrifice because you're giving time and energy and stuff but like for me being here and i believe Zubair is the same um this is not a sacrifice because i think we chose this and we chose to put ourselves in this position and put ourselves through these struggles just in order for us to become better people and to actually be on our purpose because i truly believe my purpose is to give back to the world and i think by being a doctor i can do that very efficiently and I also believe that being a doctor will give me enough, you know, um, enough enough of a, a, a image for myself to have that energy and that power to give back to the world because I have a responsibility as a doctor and I have an, also an image and a, I have to uphold my own sort of responsibilities and that image as a doctor and I want that, you know, I, I believe being a doctor is a leadership role. Absolutely. You have to yeah. be a leader to be a doctor because you have to make choices and that's where I see myself. 
and I totally agree with that. Yeah. And how, for example, you said that we're not sacrificing those six years, we're living those six years. Yeah, this is not yeah. a sacrifice because if I was, it's a sacrifice for myself, so how can it be a bad sacrifice, you know what You're I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah, so it's good, it's nice. I love being here and I think this is a beautiful city and I'm very grateful for this opportunity because um, like, I'm a bit older. For anybody who's not watching, I'm turning 28 this month. Uh, so you look good. Thank you. Yes. Yes. I take good. care of. Yeah. Uh, I take care of my. Uh, I have a facial care routine and all that kind of stuff. Hey. I, mean, I think that's important. Yeah. To take care of your your look and your image and your health. You know, you can't let that deteriorate just because you're in medicine. It's true. But uh, yeah, it's it's good to be here, and I'm really happy to be here. And would you say there's a difference, like how it was back in Canada, and you coming to Europe? Of course. So yeah. I did my undergraduate degree at Ryerson University, which is now known as Toronto Metropolitan University. I don't know about the name change. I like Ryerson, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. um, I bet there's a bit um, of a reason why they changed it. I don't really want to go into politics of it, but yeah. Um, I did my undergrad there. Um, I actually came here in 2018. I put my undergrad on short-term withdrawal um, for a semester. I came here. I did a semester here. Things didn't really work out, so I decided to go back to Canada. I finished my undergrad. When I finished the undergrad, I really didn't know what I was going to do. So I was a trainer. I sold cars. I also ran a physiotherapy clinic. Just wanted a bit more purpose out of life mm -hmm. because those things were kind of superficial and mediocre for me. Um, so I chose to come back here. But yeah, Canada is completely different. Canada is way more expensive. Mm -hmm. Now it's kind of hard to live there. So I actually chose to go somewhere else where I could be more comfortable. And coming with Canadian dollars, I'm not really complaining yeah. out here. Um, the weather here. is also really good here. It does turn to nighttime really early here in the winter, like probably around 3, 4 p.m. You, it will be dark. But, I mean, I'm not complaining about it. It's really good. Um, the culture, the food, the mm -hmm. scenery, it's just amazing to be able to study here medicine and also get that kind of advantage out of it. So, yeah, I love Burkas. Um, it's kind of different for me because I come from a tropical island. So yeah. The sandy beaches, like beautiful beaches. Those are beautiful beaches, though. It is. So when I, whenever I introduce myself to Hungarians or basically my friends, they'll be like, why come to Budapest when Where you live it's in cold. Like, paradise? Yeah. And yes, it's summer all year long. Temperature is amazing in Mauritius. Do you get bored of the summer, though? No, it's actually yeah. amazing. Because yeah. there's always something happening, you know? Yeah. And yeah. you would never get bored of the beach, you know? No, you, so, I would never get bored of the beach. Exactly. Either. And it's, like, very relaxing. But one thing is, obvious, of course... In terms of tertiary education, it's not the best. So mm -hmm. that's why many Mauritians, if they want to, you know, have a big goal, they have to leave the country and then hopefully come back. And I do hope maybe once I'm done with my specialization and everything, I obviously want to give back to how much the whole society gave back to me as well. So you think about going back to Mauritius when you're done? Down the line, yes. I feel like retirement, Mauritius is still the best place. To I mean, it's, in the, it's a summer yes. island, <laughs> so I wouldn't mind retiring there either. So. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's pretty decent yeah, that I retire good. there. But yeah. for now, I want to stay in the, in the EU and specialize in, you know, there's more opportunities here at the moment. Definitely. And I think one yeah. thing a lot of people might underlook is the quality of education you get here in Hungary. It's actually yeah. very good. It like, is. It's very hands-on. It's very, you know, precise. And you should know your stuff. And I think that's very good and important, mm -hmm. especially in the first year, to provide a solid base. Because everything that I learned in anatomy, I'm using on physiology. Yeah. So, like, mm -hmm. nothing went to waste. And we had a very good base for anatomy. Yeah. Since the whole teaching is very practical. Yeah. Like, as soon as we started anatomy, the second week, we got to dissect cadavers and the whole aspect of learning the upper limb, lower limb, thorax, internal organs, neuroanatomy. We had all those <laughs> The neuroanatomy was crazy. 
It yeah. was, hey, but we made it. We finished first year. Getting asked what kind of sensory innervation, the facial nerve. It was. And like yeah. looking at a human body, it's a lot. But like, if you do the work, it'll come out. And yeah. if you want to be here, you'll work for it and you'll, you'll, you'll get it. So it's, it's not impossible. Like we're in second year, you know, like it, you can do it. So absolutely. Yeah. I agree with that. It's good. And what were your first impressions of me? My first impressions of you. How did we meet? We met, was it in? Mutual friends, or I can't even remember. I don't even remember. It was probably through mutual friends. I think yeah, I live at Dean's College Hotel, which is like right in front of the university. Yeah. And if you live there, you may basically see everybody from university all the time. So I guess uh, we were bound to run into each other. I, I think mean, I think it was um yeah mutual friends. We were at Delucci's. There's like a coffee place close to Dean's, and yeah. I think you were sitting there. And then I came in, and then we all like just chatted, and it felt like instant click. I think. Yeah, I, I think can't remember, there. but yeah. like, but we met every day. Yeah, the thing yeah, is, like, so. when you when you're in medical school here, you see people every day, so it's like very hard. Ninety nine percent of the time is always. And good. sometimes when you just click with a person, you flow just That's it keeps true. going. And then with you, it clicked, so it's really good. I'm really glad Likewise. I have you as a friend, and yeah. I'm actually really glad you're doing this because I think you're taking a really good step towards your future, and I mm-hmm. love to be on the podcast, so it's good. Likewise, I mean, I did get a lot of like people like, how can I? you know, manage my time with studying, with doing all this, you know, social media and everything. And as I was telling you, it's like, it's not a chore for me. It's like a passion. Yeah. Like how, for example, the gym is, helps you to de-stress and kind of like, you know, start the day over again. For me, it's making content, you know. So yeah. let's go back to the question. First impressions? Yes. My first impression of you was ambitious and open to the world and optimistic to the world. And I think if you have those three traits, um, you can do a lot. And I actually like just, I'm not that much older than you. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm really not. But, you know, like I, I have a good tell of people's personalities just based on the way they act and they carry themselves. Mm-hmm. And I really see a good trajectory for you in the future. So it's Thank really, I, I feel like you have a lot of energy to give the world and mm-hmm. you're not really shy to share, to, to, you're not shy to share it. You know what I mean? You're yeah. posting yourself, you're making content, you're doing all that, you're showing the world, you're, you're putting yourself out there and i don't think you're just doing it for some sort of clout or some sort of fame you actually have mm-hmm. a genuine interest and passion to express it which i think is very rare and i personally have not met a person like you in med school so it's really good to have a person like you around it's motivating you know what i mean Thank there's nobody much. here in the mm-hmm. school with your kind of ambition or your kind of thing not from what i've seen you know what i mean and i think real recognize real that's why we get along yeah because i I, I'm not special, but I know, no, I'm not unique. I think, well, actually, no, I'm not special, but I know I'm unique and I know I'm genuine and I know mm-hmm. I know what I can give back to the world and I know you can too. So you, you, you gave a good first impression to me, a healthy one. And I think that's something you should keep going for the rest of your life. Like keep that positivity and optimism. Thank you. Because your trajectory is perfect. Like dude, you're in med school, you're doing podcasts, you're doing videos, all that. What's not to be happy about? What's You're not right. to look forward to? Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, that's. I'm just being I honest. Could, yeah, I mean, I could add on to the, exactly the same thing. Like the first time I met you, and like you know, the small talks we had between classes. Yeah. Like I learned something new each time. And I knew, like, from your character, I knew there was a lot of baggage of experience. And you're the type of person, whatever you say, it's not just empty words. You know. Yeah. You talk you. through experience and the whole aspect of it. This is why I loved it from the very beginning. And you know, with your gym videos. And like how that kept literally motivated me. And then that's one of the reasons why my goal for second year is to make the gym a habit and mm. not like, you know, like a chore or like something. No, it shouldn't. Like, it should exactly. be a lifestyle because I, yeah. I think like 
just to add on to that, I think if you're not right. taking care of the only body you have in this life, like what does that say about you? You, right. you it means you're you're not genuine. You're, you're there's something mm. blocking that because to be honest, if you don't care about your own body, what do you really care about? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how I yeah. see it. And no, I don't absolutely. and I'm not I'm not yeah. a judgmental person. I'm not gonna sit and judge someone if they don't train. But if you do train, it just tells a lot me tells me a lot more about your character mm -hmm. because I came from a place where I never trained before in my life. And now I can do a back lever and flip around a bar. Like, yeah. Why is it something I can do and something another person can do? It just doesn't make sense to me. So I respect True. that you have that. Thing. And whenever I speak to you, the confidence that you have, and this is kind of like, like it's helping me grow, basically, because I started the gym, obviously, to obviously work with myself and build the self-confidence. And I feel like down the line now, this confidence that I'm gaining from the gym is like, basically helping me to feel more motivated when I'm studying or whether I meet someone, you know, and whenever you talk, you have this charisma. You yeah. Know? And that's why a lot of people are feeling you have a very positive, you know, impact on a lot of people. Yeah, I've and actually heard me as well. Yeah, 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 it blows my mind because I just see myself as like a normal person. I don't mm -hmm. see anything special. So when people tell me I'm a positive influence, it really affects me. Like it makes me really want to be who I am and just express who I am. And um yeah, like I think you going to the gym is great, man. Like you should continue. Thank going. you. I'm I'm really happy I had that positive influence. You did with your videos, and don't stop making them. Yeah, They're very good. Yeah, I yeah. think I'll get back to. It. I've taken a break, but I think I'll get back to it. But just to add on to what you said too about the whole confidence thing, I don't get this confidence out of my like out of my ass. Sorry, I don't mean to swear or anything, but like I just I don't get it just from nowhere. Mm -hmm. I get it from the gym, like Thanks because I'm going, I'm confident. I like I I can do stuff I've never thought I did. So why should I be scared of the world? Why should I be scared of expressing myself? Like that's that's what I'm hoping you can get out of if that positive influence. Because you should express yourself. I think you're a great dude, and confidence issues are something that you get rid of as you grow older, and you'll see. And the trajectory is good if you're going to the gym because that builds you confidence. It does. Yeah. When you yeah. when you wake up in the morning, you look at yourself and you don't yeah. see a big stomach. Of course, you're gonna walk out happy. Yeah. Because you're, right. you're walking you're right. out light and feeling good. That's true. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm really happy I influenced you positively like that. And you have to, with many people as well. Yes, so. I've, I, like I said, I heard that and it blows my mind every time. Because like I said, I don't think I'm special, you know? So it's really good. I, I think everything you get is through hard work. And I think talent is hard work. Absolutely. Because yeah. anybody can be talented in anything if you just put in the work for it. You know, there's this book called Mastery by Robert Greene where he talks about having a specific number of hours, which is 10,000 hours, and you mm -hmm. become a master at something. Right. So if if someone puts in that amount of time into something, they're going to get become talented yeah. at it. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, they might have some genetic like advantages or anything, but I really don't think that's an excuse to stop you from doing whatever you want to do. There's short guys that play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You don't yeah, have yeah, to right. be the tallest guy to play basketball. True. So that's just how I see the world. Damn. And what about interesting places in Budapest? My favorite place is actually Fisherman's Bastion, which is located more on the Buda side. And the reason behind that is because on Fisherman's Bastion, you can see the whole Pest side. You could see the parliament. You could see everything. It's just an amazing view. But if you want, you just take a little small walk across the other way, and there's this big sort of like ledge or edge that you can look off into the Buddha side. And what's interesting is in my first semester, my Hungarian, medical Hungarian teacher, because we have to learn medical Hungarian to deal with patients here. 
um, eventually when we get into more clinical stuff. She actually took us to an underground bunker that was used as wow. a hospital during World War II. And that was located just like right next to Fisherman's Bastion. And that blew my mind. When I walked into that place, I was, I was baffled. Like I couldn't believe in a bunker that's supposed to fit around 50 people, they had up to like 400 people in that bunker. And Hungary had that kind of history. And that's sort of what makes that area special for me. So yeah, Fisherman's Bastion, Buddha Castle, that whole area is very, very special to me. I like it a lot. I think that you like culture, right? Yes, I love yes. culture. And that's one of the reasons why you love Europe in general. Yes. And what about hobbies? So I actually, I love to write. I love to read. Um, I do have some creative outlets like graphic design and logo design that I used to do. But recently during med school, it's been reading. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually bought a new book on Amazon. It came like, I think, just before yesterday. An army textbook? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I'm not getting any more of those. Uh, maybe a physiology one, but like okay. uh, the actual book is called um, Never Finished by David Goggins. Oh. I read his first one, Can't Hurt Me, and that kind of changed my life. I read that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read yeah. it, and that kind of changed my life. So I wanted to go and see what his next book was. And okay. It's been good, really good so far. So this is kind of my hobbies right now. And the gym, obviously. I love yeah. training. Like, this is my life. For me, it would be obviously the gym. Yeah. Um, as you know, you know Ryan, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ryan is like my gym buddy right now. And yeah. we're keeping each other accountable to the gym. And yeah, I mean, the gym has been amazing. Other than the gym, I would say reading. Yeah. Uh, textbooks, basically. Um, the last book I read was Atomic Habits. I guess uh, many James people Clear. know it. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a really good book. It it's, is. It's very interesting because it gives you like insight into how those small habits that you change make the bigger picture. It's like a compound effect sort of exactly. thing. Exactly. You know, your habits compound into bigger things. True. I love that book. It's really good. And I'll say also my hobbies is this, you know, social media, making content. I'm also part of like the ESA, which is stands for International Students of Summer Vice University yeah, Association. And I get to be the medium between, you know, helping people like freshmen coming to uni, helping them to fit in. And yeah, and I'm just enjoying the whole aspect of how I can help the freshmen. Because when we started, we didn't get much help. No. Like, no, we were very lost and we didn't know where to go for different classes. So this year, as I joined, you know, this whole team, we made sure like, you know, when the freshmen came this whole week, we showed them the different classes, you know, where yeah. they have to go. Uh, if they need any study resources, you know, I contacted all the seniors to send all their notes. And then from these notes, we sent it to the freshmen. And yeah, I think this whole aspect of why I joined the team has made me more humble and, you know, helping people. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's part of your purpose. Your purpose to give back and that's what you're doing. So I like it. And now the main question is, why did we choose medicine? Well, I, um, I come from a background of experiencing a lot of different things. Like I worked in a lot of different jobs. I always was part of the scientific community, like from my undergrad. Mm -hmm. and I always had an interest in medicine. Um, and like I said before, I actually came here and gave it a shot, but it just didn't work out. And when I went back to Canada and I finished my undergrad and I was working, everything I did just felt mediocre. It just mm -hmm. felt like it wasn't me. Like I was a personal trainer. I sold cars. I mean, I made good money from that. You know, like it, it was it was good. And then after that, I bought a business, physiotherapy clinic. And then, you know, we got we, we finished with that. But I realized that I did want a bit more purpose into life. And I wanted something that was going to give me a leadership role. Um, more credibility in life, purpose, and something that was going to constantly keep me learning because I didn't mm -hmm. want to end up at a point in my life where I wasn't able to learn anymore or I just stopped learning. And I believe medicine gave me all of that. So that's why I came True. back to it. Yeah, that's that's why I chose medicine. You know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like I 
I, I developed this reason as I grew older in life. I had a little passion for it a bit. Mm-hmm. Didn't know why I wanted it. Because as I got older, I realized, no, this is what I want to do. And I'm acting on, on it, so it's really good. I mean, I can add to that as well. Like For me, it was, I don't remember when I wanted to, you know, dream to be a doctor. It was just that I was very sporty back then. So I did like horse riding, I did swimming. And obviously, I got hurt a lot of times while I was riding the horse. So the hospital became kind of like my second home. Yeah. And then the big change when I really wanted to like, no, I'm going to study really hard to go into medicine was when I had my first surgery in 2011. The whole hospitality in the hospital was like, wow. You know, I was like, this is the type of person I want to be. Where, you know, when people are feeling their lowest, you're there. And from the very beginning to the end, you see the whole progress of how they grow yeah. and how they heal. And that whole aspect of it gave me adrenaline rush. Yeah. Just seeing someone who's like, edge of like you know their lowest point and you can help them build back their normal confidence their normal health this was something i wanted to be included in and that whole industry as well and medicine is not as it i mean did you expect medicine to be that difficult when you started or how did when you, i first came yeah. here it was almost impossible mm. like i was like whoa anatomy what the hell yeah but now it's 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 not it's really not it's yeah. it's, it's it's very doable if you want to do it you know what I mean? Like, if you want to sit down and read and learn, you'll learn it and yeah. you will perform later on. But Absolutely. if you don't want to, like, how are you going to understand something you don't want to understand? You're right. You know True. what I mean? And just to add on to what you were saying, too, about why here, um, or why medicine, I actually told my ACL twice playing basketball. When I first wanted to, like, when I was first thinking about it, I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon. Mm-hmm. Then I realized surgeons don't have a life. So <laughs> now I might go actually and specialize into endocrinology if I get the chance because okay. it's more like related to preventative medicine and it's more related to sports and, mm. you know, health, which is what I like. So, For me, I kind of discovered that I really want to do surgery. The whole aspect, like why I hate histology is because it's not physical. It's like on the screen and I need this aspect of touch. If you know what I mean. Yeah, which was like, nice in the anatomy of dissection. Yeah, cadaver and stuff. exactly. And that's why for second year, I took anatomy dissection as an elective. Yeah. Because all the subjects we have in second year is all about lectures and so learning from the screen. There's nothing actually like practical. And that's one of the reasons why I chose the elective. But yeah, but yeah, as I said, why medicine was only because after that whole surgery aspect, I really wanted to chase that dream. And it did work. Yeah. We, we made it. Again. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And we made first year. So yeah, and how would you manage your time? Like, well, I like to actually sit down and plan my day the same mm-hmm. day. Um, I like to sit down, write my goals, what I'm look forward, what I'm looking forward to, put like a little motivational quote. Um, just you know, make notes also of like the important things that I gotta get done in the day. Like especially if I got an exam coming up, mm-hmm. but it's not like some crazy like time precise yeah. thing. It's just a general thing, and I feel like that gives me a solid base to sort of maneuver through my day because yeah. like i feel like the day's sort of hard to have concrete times yeah especially in class and all that so um yeah i just make a little little skeleton and i try to follow that throughout the day keep in the back of my head and when i go back home and i just check off the things that i did didn't do mm-hmm. and then i do it for the next day whatever i didn't do i'd say for like from my personal experience the full first year was me trying to figure out how i would manage my time studying and everything and then now i can probably say obviously i started journaling was like a way for me to just you know put everything in my thought process on paper and then yes i planned the day but i usually plan the day the day before yeah. just hopefully to have a concrete idea of what i have to do it doesn't always work the, the way i want to but it has a structure so yeah 
And what were the challenges you had for first year? Managing time? Yes. The second one as a big one is um, knowing who to keep around you to lift you up during yes. the hard times in the school. Mm -hmm. um, it's nice to say that we're all international students and we're all here together. Mm -hmm. But the reality of it is we're all different people and you're not yeah. going to get along with everyone. Some people you meet are just there for that time. It doesn't yeah. mean they're there forever. But the ones that are there to keep you concrete and grounded will stay because, like I said, the energy attracts each other. Yeah. And I think it's important to recognize who those people that you should keep around you is and mm -hmm. stick to that. Um, and, yeah, time, the people around you. And the culture shock was also another thing. Uh, I thought I was immune to it because I travel a lot and I'm older, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. You know, when you change continents and change places, there's a difference that you got to get used to. And during the first year, that was something that I had to overcome. But um, the biggest challenge was like managing a proper study schedule or yeah. study routine that I can keep consistent with myself for the yeah. next six years while I'm here. Because like, you know, you can get... Um, something done one time mm -hmm. and pass it and that's good but that doesn't yeah. guarantee continuous passing rate yeah you know that's mm -hmm. a continuous passing rate is based on a system yeah you know not just a certain amount so that yeah. was those were the biggest challenges for me first i mean i could say exactly the same thing for you as well but mm -hmm. i would also say um oral exams because the whole education system in mauritius was only written and once i came here and we had to do oral exams obviously the first semester for me was not that difficult because the majority of the content was similar to what I did in A-levels. Yeah. But then second semester when everything just piled up around the content, ima imagine anatomy final, we have to learn the whole human body and all of that aspect. And embryology. And embryology as well. Yeah. It, I struggled a lot with that. Yeah. Ask yeah. me about the Wolfian doctor. I, <laughs> I don't remember, remember that. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. But yeah, one thing I would say was communication for yeah. the auto exam and how unfair the exams are sometimes as well. Like, I understand the unfairness mm -hmm. that you say. And it's it's come up into me as well. Um, like, I've literally, my second anatomy exam, uh, my second anatomy final exam, I failed just because my examiner was really like, yeah. I don't know. I can blame it on him, but at the end of the day, I do blame it on myself because if I know it, there's nothing I can fail on. Right. So I don't really, mm -hmm. I really find it hard to believe it's unfair. You know, everybody has their opinion. I know you think yeah. you might feel like there's an aspect, but in my case, it's more like understanding how to communicate with yeah. the people. Because like you said, it's an oral exam. It's not a written exam. So you have yeah. to understand who the prof is, what he's talking about, what he's asking you, and what he ex is expecting from you, from, from who he is. Obviously, a senior professor, he's going to expect a lot more from you during the exam. Yeah. Or like a really, you know, uptight professor. Yeah. We know who those professors are. We you do. know what I mean? Yeah. So if you yeah. don't understand how to communicate and you think everything's binary, then you're obviously going to have a lot of trouble. So I really think the communication That's is true. also a challenge and a point, a good point that you make. Yeah. So what yeah. if it isn't fair? Pardon? So what if it isn't fair? True. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What's I, that yeah. going to change about everything? doesn't it make it life easier. Yeah, it doesn't. You're yeah. right. That, that's how I see it. Like, okay, mm -hmm. it's unfair, but that's just my luck. My yeah. luck will be better next time. Yeah. That's it. And then you just move on. Just move so, on to it. What do you look forward to in second year then? Passing second year. Yes. And <laughs> moving I, on to third year. I think, I think we would. Um, but I actually, yeah. I'm hoping to maybe like see if I can get a research position soon. Uh, it would be nice mm -hmm. to see what professors have to offer yeah. here. Uh, but... Yeah, I really, I'm just expecting yeah. to work hard and pass the semester and do well. Nothing really crazy. I did research in Toronto like mm -hmm. during my first undergrad. Um, 
with uh, professor's name is Dr. Mario Asable, and we were, he was actually doing research on HIV wow. and trying to find a certain part of the gene uh, that can be repressed using a plasmid. Um, so it was interesting, but I just realized research wasn't for me. Yeah, yeah, it was just too too binary for me and too for me too... as well. It's like there's the clinical and research aspect, yeah. but I chose to go for the clinical aspect. And this brings the end of this podcast. Thank you, Hadi, for Thank coming. Thank you very much for having me. I loved this conversation. We yeah, had. me too. I think you're a great guy, man. I really Thank respect you. what you're doing. So I hope to be on this podcast again. Yes, absolutely. And I wish you all the best in second. We much. got this. We got this. Again. Well, Peace. Peace.